What is up, guys? Coach Cheryl here with Fit Body Secrets, here to bring you guys this week's Fit Body Short. And today I want to talk to you guys a little bit about intermittent fasting. And I think some people can think that there's a big difference between, or what's the difference between intermittent fasting and time-restricted eating? And there's really not that much difference. I mean, I think that there's some people that say, well, with time-restricted eating, you don't really control your calories. With intermittent fasting, you do. And that's not really the case because intermittent fasting is a meal timing strategy, uh, not an actual diet plan. And I want to go over a couple of things today, and I'm going to keep it brief for you guys to understand how and why intermittent fasting works and if it might be a good approach for you to achieve your goals. So going over some of the claims of intermittent fasting, um, I guess actually I should first go into what is intermittent fasting. Essentially, intermittent fasting is restricting your calorie intake to a specific feeding window. So there's a few different protocols people will use. Some of the most common ones are like a 16-8 where they fast for 16 hours and then they eat for eight. Or another common metric or another common method is fasting for 24 hours. So they might stop eating dinner at 6 p.m. and then not eat again for uh, until the following day at 6 p.m. Um, there's also other metro or other measures where people or other methods, I should say, where people will actually fast for multiple days in a row, which honestly, I'm going to be honest, that's the way you don't want to do it because fasting for too long has actually been shown to decrease lean muscle mass. So a couple of different ways you can do it. With time-restricted eating, they typically say the difference is people will typically start with a restricting their feeding window, it might start off as maybe it's 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And then with time-restricted eating, they're slowly trying to close that gap. Maybe they start going from 9 to nine to 6 p.m. and then it's 12 to 6 p.m. And they start to slowly close that gap. But it's really not much different than intermittent fasting, aside from there's not an actual you know, block built in. But anyways, that's irrelevant. So the main, main thing is, is that with intermittent fasting, we are restricting our calorie intake to a specific feeding window. Um, now, some of the claims that they say are we are going to see improvements in insulin sensitivity, more increases in HGH production, um, better cell repair. In fact, autophagy is something that they mention. Uh, if you guys don't know what autophagy is, it's basically when cells digest and remove old and dysfunctional proteins that get built up and they help to get new room for new cells to grow. But that happens all the time, guys, not just while you're fasting. Um, obviously, it's also been shown to, well, I should say, it's also been shown to um, help improve longevity of life. Um, remove inflammation. And they also claim that it helps with weight loss, which is where a lot of people want to focus their efforts as they're looking for. How do I lose fat? And they're hearing about intermittent fasting being a good measure for that. So um, today I'm going to talk to you guys about why it works and if it's actually right for you. So how does intermittent fasting actually work? All we're doing is restricting our calories to a specific window. Okay. And all of these claims that we are seeing with intermittent fasting, the improvements in insulin sensitivity, the HGH production, cell repair, all of these things happen, okay, from restricting our calorie intake. When we close our calorie intake window, the amount of time during the day that we're able to actually eat to a smaller window, it makes it easier for people to control their calories. So the real benefit of intermittent fasting only comes from being able to control your calorie intake within a small window. Now, if that works for you to control your calorie intake, that's great, but it's not going to work for everybody. You can be just as successful at creating all of these benefits by eating in a calorie restricted diet or following a calorie restrictor and isocaloric diet. And there's actually been studies done where they have actually, so going into this is like when they first did these studies on intermittent fasting, they were comparing, okay. They were comparing these, results that they're getting from intermittent fasting to those of like the standard American diet. When they actually compared intermittent fasting to a isocaloric or a calorie restricted diet, the results were the same. 
So it doesn't matter how you create that calorie restricted diet or that calorie deficit to improve body fat percentage, which by the way, also all of these claims often also come from just the mere fact that when you lose body fat, you are going to be healthier. A lot of our inflammation markers and all that stuff, or all of our inflammation is stored in our fat cells. When we have less body fat, we have less of those things. So decreases in body fat are also going to help with all of these things. And this is where understanding the difference between correlation and causation is so important, important because a lot of people focus on intermittent fasting is going to create all of these great things. No, it just made it easier for you to create a calorie deficit, which helped you lower your body fat percentage, which now allowed you to have all of those real results happen. So the real reason all of these things happen as a result of intermittent fasting wasn't the intermittent fasting. It was the isocaloric diet that now created a calorie deficit that now created fat loss. So, but it doesn't mean that intermittent fasting is something that you should not be doing. I think that a lot of people use it and it works really well for them to create that. And if that works for you, then go do it. But it's also not always going to be beneficial for everybody because some people, they have also shown, shown studies that, you know, and I'm sure that you guys can relate to, you know, not everybody, but some people have that personality where like, if you go off the rails or maybe you have something and you're like, oh, this isn't going to fit my plan. And now you're in this, oh, whatever, I already messed up, so I'm going to go on. Well, this was happening with intermittent fasting is that people would, you know, maybe they would break their fast early and they'd screw up and like, oh, whatever, I'll just start again tomorrow. And then that would end up happening and it would totally spiral. And it happens with like things like keto as well. You know, people decide that they're, you know, really focused on, you know, managing their blood sugar and then they have a carb and now they're like, oh crap, I already messed up. So now they're going to carb binge. So you want to make sure that if you're using a protocol like this, it actually fits well with your lifestyle. So the only real benefits to intermittent fasting come from if it fits into your lifestyle and it helps you create a better calorie deficit where you actually can enjoy your life a little bit more without having to stress about eating all the time, which is the case for a lot of people. If you're very busy throughout the day, maybe you have a very active job, you're, you know, you're on, you know, so some people that live in Florida or other hot climates or outside a lot during the day, it makes it really hard for them to want to sit and eat a meal. It might work better for them to eat in a smaller feeding window after work. That might work better for you. So don't get hung up on the buzz of intermittent fasting. Focus on understanding what it creates. Um, the only other thing I'm going to say about intermittent fasting, and it also goes with calorie restriction that I didn't mention yet, is that they do say that some people find themselves more alert. And I wanted to talk about this as a final thing because it, there's a release of norepinephrine we get when we are in a calorie restricted state and we are underfed, uh, which you're going to experience at the end of an intermittent fast. And people can tend to be like, I feel more alert. I feel more energetic. I feel those things. That's actually a good thing. Your body is releasing some norepinephrine, but long-term too much norepinephrine, it's going to be too much. It's actually going to increase your cortisol levels, which, which can actually make losing body fat become harder because now we have too much cortisol in the body. Now we're stressing the body out too much. So it's really important for you guys to understand that if you're using intermittent fasting, it should feel natural and easy. If it doesn't feel that way, it likely isn't the right protocol for you. And it doesn't mean it's the, and this is not the only way to do things. So quick little episode today to break down intermittent fasting for you guys. Hope that was helpful.